People of Note on Fine Music Radio is proudly brought to you each week at this time by Peter Turin Productions. You're listening to Fine Music Radio, Rodney Trudgeon, welcoming you to this week's edition of People of Note. Now listen to this. In the face of dwindling or no sponsorship from national, regional and local government for the performing arts, it's really good news to hear that Alexander Valentin has embraced the Cape Town Philharmonic Orchestra's composer competition and an exchange of students between youth orchestras as a place to put his support. Alexander is a German lawyer, investment consultant in Germany and South Africa, and a businessman with connections with this country and a hotel for more than 20 years. So he knows what he's talking about when it comes to the arts here in Cape Town. Alexander, welcome. It's good to have you here. And what a wonderful thing you're doing. First of all, can you tell me why you chose to invest in Cape Town? Why our Cape Town Philharmonic and our youth orchestra and all that? Well, firstly, it was for me many years ago the choice in between starting a attorney's affair in Buenos Aires, Argentina, or Cape Town. And then the choice came to Cape Town, which I never regretted. <laughs> Good. Because I also find a big part of my German culture or European culture uh, here in the Western Cape and I re- never regretted this decision. More so than in, in Brazil, more so, more the German culture here than in Brazil. Yeah, there's far more of a variety of cultures here, and okay. that excited me, including the dominating black part, and therefore whenever I compare, let's say, Australia to South Africa, then I say, this is a revolutionary country, and I was also inspired by the content of the new constitution in 1996 and that gave me another impulse of coming here and contributing. So Alexander then when did you first come here? As you said you were thinking of setting up a legal company, you tried out Brazil and you chose Cape Town. Have you been involved with Cape Town for many years? I started my businesses in 96. Oh, 1996. That's nearly 30 years ago. Yeah. Uh, I was parallel uh, building up my hotel, uh, which was part of the contribution of working for the South African government. By the time I was working firstly for trade and industry, and after that, uh, tourism and environmental affairs, in promoting investment in South Africa, I organized investment conferences overseas. And since I speak a couple of languages, um, it was easy for me. And um, that was a very exciting job. When I was here, I was shuttling in between Cape Town and Pretoria-Johannesburg, going in and out Monday, Friday. Gosh, is the hotel you talk about a hotel in Cape Town? It was at a point I was questioned, lecturing about investments in South Africa. So where do you have your own investments in Switzerland? And it was also a sign to make an own long-term dedicated investment here, creating jobs and saying, uh, what I lecture about, I live. So I have my investment here and I have run the park ever since. 
Okay. But your home is Hamburg, isn't it, in Germany? Let's say my headquarter is <laughs> Hamburg. <laughs> your headquarters, yes. yeah. Do you spend a lot of time in South Africa? Weather-wise, yes, <laughs> because uh, right now the weather is horrible, and uh, mostly I spend per year three to four months in South Africa. Okay, and um, we were talking about the Cape Philharmonic and going to find out more details about mm. that in a moment. Do you also attend concerts here? Do you know our orchestra? I know your orchestra for many, many years. There were some spectacular uh, concerts by the time called after the beach concert. So you needed, did not need to dress up. Yes. You would come from right after the beach to attend a concert and then would go out and have dinner. So, yes, I very much enjoyed it over the, over the years, whenever the, I had the opportunity. And the orchestra must be rather pleased to know you <laughs> because you're helping them and giving them money. And as you know, we struggle in this country. As I said at the beginning, we do sp we have no sponsorship from national, regional or local government, which is very difficult for us in this financial climate. My contribution is a kind of give back. And I lived in this country, enjoyed this city and earned my money here. So um, what my problem was, I would see during in the musicians, I would see but next to white, a lot of colored faces, but little black faces and look at the audience. There were no black audience. Yeah. And this is something which I never really understood. And my approach, apart from the composer's competition, is also the program which I initiated, bring classical music to the townships and bring the townships to the classical music. And if one day I would have a bigger portion of black audience, that would make me happy. Well, of course, the easy answer to that, isn't it, is because of the whole apartheid thing where they weren't allowed uh, for some time. Did you ever mm. live here during the apartheid period, or did no, you come afterwards? I, I, I came... 96, the, the, Yes, the, yeah. Yes, 96. But also before, yes, on a vacation. Okay. So, but in Cape Town, it was never as severe and remarkable as it was in other parts of the country. True, true. And we're paying the price for that, so people like you helping out for these black people mm. who've been underprivileged and have not had opportunities. Jolly good show. You are a very welcome guest in Cape Town. Alexander, what's your first piece of music going to be? What piece of music have you chosen first? Well, I must say, actually, I'm a chamber music fan. So my first piece would be the Brandenburg Concerts by Bach. Or... Mm -hmm. uh, the fireworks music by Vivaldi, yes. but I also like French composers like Rambaud, like Les Indes Galantes, and um, yeah, and I must admit my personal taste of music ends with. I would say Stravinsky. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it does span a long time. Uh, uh, yes. But I am—I have very little music uh, knowledge about contemporary music. Mm -hmm. But 
as I say, by the time Mozart was contemporary as well, and people <laughs> might not have liked him. Oh, true, so, very true, yeah. So um, let's face the challenge. Okay. Mm. So what is your first piece? What are we going to hear first? I would say um, the first Brandenburg Concerto. Okay. Brandenburg Concerto number one, Johann Sebastian Bach.
That was the first movement of the Brandenburg Concerto Number no. 1 by Bach. And it was the first choice of my guest on People of Note this week, Alexander Valentin, who, as I said, is a German lawyer, investment consultant in Germany and in South Africa, a business connection in this country as well, and he's investing in the Cape Town musical scene in a very big way. So, Alexander, we discussed the fact that you've chosen our orchestra, but it's not only the orchestra, there's all the bits that you all, you are sponsoring a, um, a composer's competition, as you said, to help, again, black people. Um, you're working with youth orchestras. Tell me, and you're also doing um, swaps, what do they call them? Um, you get people from here to go to Germany and vice versa. I am also a sponsor of the Junge Norddeutsche Philharmonie, which is not a standing orchestra, but they come together over the year uh, for rehearsals and for concerts. And the most amazing exercise they do is they have a music camp in the month of August. Ah, the in, middle of summer. In our province of Mecklenburg. Uh, there they have a real camp. International music students from Peru, from Japan. And last August, uh, we were happy to organize the first four students from the Cape Town Youth Orchestra to participate for three of them, it was the first trip out of South Africa. My, what an experience. And they were training there, rehearsing there for 10 days. And then they went on orchestra tours. And I had the opportunity uh, in the opening concert to introduce them to our former head of state, the president, Joachim Gauck. Wow. Wow, who also delivered a speech to the four of them directly telling about his experiences meeting with Desmond Tutu on a state visit here and comparing his experience with the East German uh, Secret Service problems and the reconciliation process here mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. South Africa. There is a bit of a parallel there, isn't there, with mm -hmm. what happened in Germany mm -hmm. and what happened here. And we can look back on it now with a great deal of glee that things are sort of normal. So these children must have had an amazing experience. And is this going to be continuing? Will you bring people from Germany here as well as taking people from here to Germany? On the 5th of March, five are coming from Hamburg to perform here, to go out and uh, play with the orchestra, to also to go into the townships and to take part in the competitors competition finals so yes it is my idea to make this become a permanent program when you say competitors do you mean of the um, composers competition excuse me composers competition yeah. so the the five that are coming out mm. are they also young composers as well as no they are players five students like the students from the Cape Town Youth Orchestra okay. who came over okay. and ah. the winner of the contest the composers contest mm -hmm. is coming over because the program reads that the first performance of the South African winner is going to be performed in Hamburg Germany and vice versa, 
the German winner is going to be performed here in Cape Town. My goodness, that's a wonderful arrangement, I have to say. So, And what an experience for these young people. Maybe the ones coming from Germany mm. have never been to Africa before, which is possible, isn't it? And they have it a whole new experience ahead yeah. of them. Yeah. Oh, So what particularly interests you about the um, composition side? Is it to give people a chance or... Because you said earlier you don't know much about contemporary music. And some of these people compose works that are quite weird, for want of a better word. I would share your word weird. <laughs> but um, We have to give them a chance. We have to give <clears throat> them a chance. Actually, it was not my idea. It was an idea which was simultaneously presented to me by the Junge Norddeutsche Philharmonie, who never had such competition and also by the Cape Town Orchestra, which they have this tradition. Mm. So I thought, like, if this is what they want, apart from the student exchange, um, then this is going to be my contribution. Yeah, yeah. Youth is very important to you, isn't mm. it? Because all you said here, the uh, music is a life force to enhance the well-being of disadvantaged mm. children. This is a passion for you by the sounds of things. And not only in this country. That is very much right. I mean, I am involved for more than 20 years in an orphanage project in Honduras, Central America, which is where the conditions of life are very comparable to those in South Africa. And I know poverty. And over there, it is even more drastic because we have these youth mafia gangs which are like dominating the country far more than in South Africa and um, you mean gangs, uh, gangs criminals criminal criminals. gangs yeah. yeah yeah but violent ones I mean yes. there you would find in front of every shop somebody with a uh, pumpkin as a protection my goodness anyway this is all just to be seen as a give back I I had a lot of success um, as a businessman and investor in my life. And this is a give back to those who are unfortunate and uh, were born in the wrong places. Yes, disadvantaged, oh, yeah. Yeah. traditionally yeah. disadvantaged. So we are going with my board twice per year to Honduras to stay there. And we've got uh, approximately 100 boys and 50 girls there. And we've got one of the first computer schools, and um, yeah, we give them not only schooling, but also now we'll have give them the opportunity to work, to learn further skills like workshops, like computer science, IT science, and uh, oh, so you, you not only music, you do have no. Quite that a is a, that is a social. Of course, we of have course, a, yeah. a little music orchestra there as well but <laughs> sure it's going to be only Latin music and their salsa oh, well. and it's difficult to introduce <laughs> something else there. I can imagine um, Alexander let's have another piece of music that's special to you what have you got this time? Handel I think Handel the Fireworks Concerto is okay. one of my favorite A special reason why is just a favorite? It is the splendor of the time of, I think it was George II. Yes, somewhere yeah. around there. The glory of the Baroque. Yeah, and that is very impressive. 
And also that handle is coming out of German descent. Makes <laughs> We mustn't forget that. Yeah. All his English music, he was nonetheless German. Mm. Okay, here's Handel.
That really is Grand Baroque, the overture to the fireworks music by Handel. And it was a choice of my guest, Alexander Valentin, here on People of Note on Fine Music Radio this week. And Alexander is in here very much as a welcome guest and a true philanthropist, I think I can say, uh, because of your passion of wanting to give back. So now, I just want to find out a little bit about you, about your background. Were you... When did music start playing a part in your life? Were you, you were, were you born in Hamburg? I was born south of Hamburg in a little Baroque city called Celle, and um, I lost my father at the age of eleven, and my mother did not have a lot of musical knowledge or heritage. But she was an autodidact. And when I was at the age of 11, 12, 13, she really took me into concerts and made me listen uh, to disc players, to Beethoven, to Mozart and whatever. And I think a lot of my passion for classical music I owe to my mother. And she deceased, unfortunately, 10 years ago. But um, did you ever play an instrument? I had to play the piano. Oh, don't say it like that. (laughs) (laughs) You obviously didn't enjoy it. (laughs) I did my lessons and whatever, and I was good in in Bach, the first fugue. Fugue, yes, yes. uh, Or the preludium. Whatever, no. Actually, I don't play an instrument. Uh, And funny enough, I was always more dedicated to instrumental music than to vocal music. Oh, that's interesting. Though I like to go to the opera, Mm -hmm. or I like to hear choruses. But it is, when you look at Baroque music, even chamber orchestras or quartets it is the intimacy of this music absolutely that's what appeals i think to the players as well Mm. you always hear musicians saying how they love to play Mm. chamber music Mm. because of that intimacy Mm. and then we the audience kind of share that intimacy Mm. and feel part of it Mm. more than as wonderful as Mm. an orchestral concert is it's that glorious sense of Mm. communicating with the instrumentalists themselves and then um, school and university and all that, did you, you obviously decided to go into law and make that your profession. Yes, I did. I, my grades were not glorious, but I made it. But my advantage was speaking seven languages. I yes, love how did language. that happen? How did that happen? I love languages. How did you get... Oh, let me know which languages you speak. I saw it somewhere here. You speak a number of languages. Well, besides... German, besides English. German and English. Uh, I speak fluently Italian. I speak fluently French and Spanish and Portuguese. Wow. And by the time I spoke fluent Algerman in Beschraft, Netherlands, which was completely jeopardized by my Afrikaans. <laughs> <laughs> Have you learned to speak Afrikaans? Yeah, is but that I can't speak Dutch anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You've now 
got Afrikaans stuck yeah. in your mind. Yeah. They say, look, a person who can learn lots of languages, and I'm trying to learn German, as I told mm. you, and really struggling. There's a gift, I think, that you have. Mm. I have a friend who lives in Berlin who speaks four lang- five languages, and one of them, it's, it's English, German, although he's battled most with German, French, Italian, mm. and Arabic. And he's fluent in Arabic, and I visited Egypt with him, and I couldn't believe he can read the signs, he can read mm. things backwards. He's absolutely fluent. So you, you, people like you have a gift like that, I believe. To make it less impressive, it's <laughs> okay. actually one German or Germanic-based language family and one Latin-based family. And the Germanic languages are alike, and the Latin-based languages are alike. French is a little bit more difficult, but who understands Italian can understand Spanish, can understand Portuguese. Therefore, any other languages, I tried Russian, I tried Czech, because I worked before coming Cape Town for a year in Prague, and it was a <laughs> it was a disaster <laughs> because Slavic languages have not four cases; they have seven cases, oh, and they have no articles. So I stick with what I speak, and I'm happy in countries where can I, where I can order a glass of water in the local languages, <laughs> and mostly I'm not visiting countries like Turkey where I feel completely like a fish out of water. Yes, it is a, a very vulnerable feeling. I know I said that I'm trying to learn German and um, I mean, to me, it was a great joy to be mm. able to order a glass of wine in German mm. at the Philharmonie mm. at one of the concerts of the Berlin Philharmonic. Um, but sometimes you go slightly wrong because then the person thinks you can speak the language mm. and they start answering you. Mm. Then you have to say, Entschuldigung, um, Ich komme aus Südafrika, aber meine Deutsch ist nicht so gut. Mm. And then I got out of it. <laughs> so, you have a favorite at all of all these languages and um, traditions and cultures? Or are you a man who enjoys all sorts of things, a wide sort of cultural palette, for want of a better word? I always wanted to stay as my head office, as my virtual home in Germany, but didn't want to stay there all time. Mm-hmm. And after my graduation, I said, like, am I going to stay like a German lawyer who is involved in divorces and traffic tickets and whatever, or am I going to take the challenge and going into the international consulting business? Mm-hmm. Because I'm not a litigator. I'm more a consultant. Okay. So my work was in besides lecturing, my work was consulting, mergers, joint ventures, and whatever. Okay. Now, Alexander, we need another piece of music. Talking about all these high finance things, um, what have you chosen? The Requiem by Mozart. I see. Is that very special to you? Easter is going to come, and. Besides that, the requiem is is very moving. It's very special for me. But we have the concert of the Cape Town Orchestra in Pal, in the Tonkirk. Yeah, they're um, doing the requiem there. Yes, and uh, therefore, it, I wanted to recommend it here mm-hmm. and inspire everybody to come to listen to this absolutely fine part of his. 
which is one of his masterpieces, I think. Yeah. And I think it was written sh or composed shortly before his death, I think. Yeah, and he died before he actually finished it. Oh, yeah. And various people have tried to finish it. Oh. And so, yes, uh, the Mozart work. And know. we're going to hear the Sanctus. really joyous occasion in the Mozart Requiem that the Sanctus and as we said that's going to be performed um, in Pal with our orchestra and choirs uh, this coming Good Friday. My guest is Alexander Valentin who has recently sponsored a lot of money to our orchestra the composers competition and all sorts of exchange things as well but earlier when we were speaking Alexander you mentioned with some force our constitution sort of implying maybe that a lot of people don't know the full story. What what were you going to say? When I read the first draft of this constitution, I was amazed because it is more tolerant, more liberal than any constitution I studied. And in particular the freedom or the tolerance against ethnical descent, uh, religious belief and sexual orientation were very important for me. I lived together with my partner, male partner, for 30 years. And by the time, in 96, it was by far not possible to enter into a registered partnership in Germany. By the time, that was only possible in Denmark and in Holland. And um, when I see or when I saw the lived tolerance in this country where a mosque sits peacefully side by side of a synagogue and of a Hindu temple and of a Catholic church and a country where we have no Muslim extremism, all of that amazed me. And... You cannot take it for granted in Europe. And um, 
that was a big part of my motivation to come into this country. And um, some of the South Africans are unfortunately not aware of all of these advantages which they take for granted. And in the first world, in Europe, it's partially not granted. Mm, absolutely. As you've said, I'm trying to think now, does German allow, does Germany allow um, same-sex partnerships? Yes, yes, now, yes. Now we, have formal, we have the formal marriage now. It was one of the last exercises of Mrs. Merkel, who in a television interview just said a sentence she regretted afterwards that she would allow the vote in parliament and she voted against it but the majority of the parliament voted for it so uh, anyway that was a long way and a long struggle but in South Africa it is lived this tolerance and that is absolutely impressive. It is a remarkable constitution and as you said you must know because you study a lot of mm. constitutions around mm. the world and um, it's sad also that with our up upcoming election, just to delve into politics for a moment, we have a party a newly formed breakaway party where the leader, I won't mention any names, mm. says he will withdraw those rights he will withdraw gay rights, he will withdraw Roman Dutch law in this country and I mean He's not going to get in, but imagine thinking that and wanting to do that from this marvelous constitution we have already in place. We also have these challenges and threats in Europe. We have it in Germany, we have it in France, we have it in some Scandinavian countries. So now it is the time to defend the liberties which we enjoy. And that's a good word. And now we're going to enjoy... Music, another choice of yours, um, which I see is the Bruch Violin Concerto Number no. 1. This is a lovely second movement, and you've chosen that second movement, haven't you? That concert is one of the most important moments which I enjoyed at the Cape Town Orchestra because I remember many years ago, I'd say at 15, that I heard a young female soloist playing it here too excellent and eventually i forgot her name but she became very famous um, went and studied in new york and in living in berlin now but that was a moment which really opened my heart and the first time of such excellence i heard the uh, the concert in cape town
the second movement of the Violin Concerto by Max Bruch and a great favorite of many people, also my guest, Alexander Valentin. And you were telling us, Alexander, while that was playing, that that was one of the, your first memories here in Cape Town when Avigail Bushakovitz was the name we were thinking of, remember, and we spoke about that. Um, and what a spectacular violinist she is as well. Now that you're here and we've established your being here and all the things you're doing with this composer's competition, how long are you still going to be here in South Africa before you go back? Or what is your next move, your next project in life? You're not going to leave us alone for too long, I hope. That is very kind of you. <laughs> but um, we will uh, stay here until mid of April, so I will miss the Rachmaninoff concert here, uh, the piano concert. Next projects, I mean, we are still on the test run of the composer's competition and the student exchange program and also the programs here in Cape, in Cape Town which I mentioned before to bring classical music to the townships and the townships to classical music but I must say having experienced one of the black students in Germany from South Africa Gibbs Gibbs comes from the Eastern Cape um, and he told me his story. He comes from a very traditional black family, and he had to convince his family that studying classical music was what he wants, and that they only had one teacher in Port Elizabeth. What instrument does he play? He Alexander? plays bassoon. bassoon. So what I would like to introduce... And the next season is also a program which targets the Eastern Cape because, to my understanding, some of the most superb singers, opera singers, Absolutely, are yeah. coming from the Eastern yes. Cape. So I would like to enhance also instrumental musicians from the Eastern Cape to have the opportunity. And it's my idea, which I would like to develop with the young black student Gibbs um, to use him as an ambassador and to have at least one permanently classical music teacher uh, to teach in in the Eastern Cape. In the Eastern Cape, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In Port Elizabeth. They call Port Elizabeth differently now. Yes, but let's, let's just keep it at Port okay. Elizabeth a moment. Okay, well, listen, um, it's been... Uh, stimulating talking to you, Alexander, because of what you do and this passion that you have of giving back, the passion that you have for music and what you're doing for our orchestra that previously disadvantaged people, some are still disadvantaged. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you and congratulations. That's what I would like to say. Congratulations to you for what you do uh, for the young people. And you mentioned Rachmaninoff, you're not going to be here for the concert, but now we're going to play out with Rachmaninoff. You've chosen the first movement of the second piano concerto. Is this a particular favorite of yours? It is very much. And I remember this young Chinese descent uh, piano soloist here. And I was also amazed. Unfortunately, he will not play it here. 
But um, these are, since I'm a a fan of piano music, and it needs a lot of skills to play that piece. Absolutely. It's a great uh, test Mm. for any pianist. So we've got Vladimir Ashkenazi playing Mm. it here, so we're okay. We're in good hands Mm. with the London Symphony Orchestra conducted by Andre Previn. Alexander Valentin, thanks for coming in. Best of luck and hope to see you again soon. And the last word where I cannot attend the concert here in Cape Town is by the 11th of April. We have the same event in Hamburg Ah, where the prize winner from Cape Town will be performed with the Junge Norddeutsche Philharmonie. Therefore, I need to be present. Of course you do. Then you're forgiven for not being here. (laughs) Thank you very much. People of Note on Fine Music Radio was proudly brought to you by Peter Turin Productions.